We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, it's Blot Harris here on the Pay the Rants podcast. It's uh, Monday after a pit victory, and those are always great. I actually had a podcast lined up for you guys this morning, and of course, you know, I had a little bit too much drink Saturday night, and it threw me off a whole bunch of places. That's why I don't like hangovers. Although, you know, I it just, I don't know, it threw off my equilibrium to a point where I was on my way to work. And I had to, you know, make a make, make a quick stop, drop off something, and then for some reason, somehow or some way or the other, I ended up on the wrong freeway. So as I'm sitting here recording the show, I'm like freaking trying to figure out where the hell I'm at. I'm like, this doesn't look familiar. This this freeway doesn't have this exit. How in the hell did this get here? So I was like, ah, shit. I was like, I'm, I'm on the wrong friggin' freeway. And at that point, you know, I could do was laugh at that point because what else can you do? I mean, you can't get mad at it. Sure, you can be pissed off because, you know, it's Monday and you're running late, but there wasn't shit else I can do at that point. But anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed, uh, you know, your, um, your weekend that's the best, you know, Friday's games, people mock and laugh, but hey, we got ours done, and we got to enjoy the rest of the weekend, without having to worry about anything else. Obviously, you know, the big, the big story is, is Pitts is on top of the Coastal Division, and for me, you know, I got into all, you know, it's, it's been an interesting day, to say the least. You know, I have, you know, I have a few buddies I, I exchange emails with, and and I said, you know, they were talking about the you know, Pippi on top of the coastal, and I said, well, you know, winning your division, just by your division, is pretty much winning the NIT. It's really nothing to pound your chest about. And naturally, I had a few Penn State fans. You know, some by some of my buddies are Penn State guys. I forgot that Penn State won the NIT, and they got all pissed off at me. Like, I was trying to troll them. And I really wasn't. I really, I don't, he's like, and they, they all said, you would take, the way Pitt was this year, you would take the NIT. No, I wouldn't. I would not have taken the NIT championship. Because here's the, here's the, here's the, here's what, what they both have in common. The NIT champion and the team of win, winless in the ACC have one thing in common. They didn't make the postseason. And the IT is not exactly the postseason. It's a, uh, sorry you didn't make the tournament, but here's this bullshit uh, one you can play in to make you feel good about yourself. 
you know, there's plenty of teams that win the NIT, but if you don't, if, but it, for some, you know, maybe it starts, you know, a conversation piece. It starts off, you know, good stuff. But if you can't build off it, there's no freaking point about it. And, and Penn State, for one thing, years back won the NIT. And the next year, they didn't go to any tournament at all. And then the next year after, they finally made it to an NCAA tournament. And, of course, the Chalice decided to get the hell out of Dodge while he could. While, while he could. And after that, Penn State Hoops was a equal. It was was pretty much in limbo. And then they brought in Pat Chambers, of course. Pat was supposed to bring in all these good Philly players, which he has. But of course, all he's garnered is that is an NIT championship. But yeah, I mean, hey, if we win the division, awesome. Get this. We get a cool little plaque. Great. But uh, for me, it's more long-term. What can Pitt do with this? Can they build off of it? I I hope they can. And let's not forget this conference is a bad conference. I mean, not that assuming the division's bad. All teams are bad in their own ways. Miami and Virginia Tech were supposed to be the crown jewels of this of this division. In fact, when they were brought to the ACC, they were supposed to be the crown jewels and make the conference even stronger than what it was. Although the ACC wasn't really that strong, they just have to have you know teams or names. But at the time when they you know Miami and Virginia Tech left, they were. All, there are two powerhouses. Well, actually, Miami was more the powerhouse. Tech was that team that was good till November. And then when their schedule got tougher, they started losing games. And, you know, I guess at the, at the time, it was a good move by the ACC. And, you know, Tech had a lot of, had a lot of success. They won the conference a bunch of times, went to some BCS games. Miami, unfortunately, went a whole other different direction. As, um... You can say that Larry Coker rode the coattails of Butch Davis. Davis, you know, left them a really, really good team that was hard to fuck it up. And he showing He won two national titles. No, he won one national titles. Should have won two. But then things just went downhill from there. To a point where they got into a brawl with I think Florida, Florida International, I think who's who it was. They got into a brawl with them in some low rent bull game. Yeah, they they brawl with the Sun Belt team, I believe. It was their it was their international lag, one of those two Florida teams. They got into a brawl with. That's pretty much how bad Miami sunk. And ever since then. We keep hearing about how Miami's back, the U is back, and of course it just never happens. Last year they were back. They faced Pitt and got got bitch slapped. Then they go to um, the ACC title game and they get curb stomped. And then this year it's just been downhill. Same with Virginia Tech. 
Beaver Ball faded away in the Fuente era. It hasn't really gone swingly. And I have a feeling that um, he's got a clean house after this year. I think he's going to have to. I know he kept Bud Foster, but Bud Foster's defenses aren't really what they used to be. And I think it's time for a change with, with Virginia Tech. But we'll see. But let's get back to the game that happened on Friday. You know, I said last week the Pitt was going to have to pretty much contain the quarterback for Virginia, let him make decisions in the pocket. And our hope was somehow Pitt was going to have to score points on offense. And they did all that. They kept the guy contained. The front seven did a hell of a job. Other than one brain fart with the with the touchdown, but that wasn't the front the front seven's fault. That was the secondary. They, they must have a, they must have a brain fart somewhere because the guy was wide open. Other than that, they took every, everything away from him. Offensively, we couldn't throw the ball, but the but the but the uh, pit offensive line and the running game destroyed the will of, Virgin, of Virginia's defense. And that was that. And you could just see them slowly killing the will of that team. It was just physical, smash-mouth football. And it was a beauty to watch. I mean, the game itself, I mean, it has moments, but Pitt's defense did a really hell of a job this time. I mean, last week they struggled against Duke. But against Duke, they made plays when it really mattered. But this time, they really just locked it down and said, nope, ain't happening. We can't let this happen another week in a row. And the result is, we're on top of the uh, Coastal Division in first place. So, we got something to look forward to, obviously. And, of course, Pitt does play... Virginia Tech at 3.30, the game has been announced. It's a 3.30 kickoff. Pat Arduzzi has uh, talked about packing the stands, how it would be nice to have a nice atmosphere. And Gee, Pat, we know. I mean, the fans have shown up in the past. It's just every time they do, well, bad things happen. And it, it is, it's not just with the Narduzzi here. It's been a whole bunch of other pit coaches. This has happened where, where you know, we, we pack the stadium and shit just falls apart. And what makes it worse now is they're bringing they're they're bringing Tony Dorsett in, and they're and they're honoring him again and giving him some award. So here we go with this crap again. Another big game, another big atmosphere. And we're gonna trot out some more pit greats and have and more cere- more ceremonies, more awards. I mean, how many more how many awards can we give? To, do we have to give these guys? I mean, we've given them so much. I mean, maybe in, in the grand scheme of things, they, they've given us so much that, well, we have to keep this stuff going. But just, but every time we, we do this, we do this where we trot out these uh, all-time greats, 
the biggest catastrophe has happened to us every time. We just really, we just end up, we end up really bitching up the game and losing it. Say, so yeah, I'm not really too wild about this, but who knows? Some odd things have happened because after a one and four start, you know, pitch just been on a roll after that. And, of course, you know, Pitt's obviously getting some votes in the poll. And people think Pitt's not getting respect because of what happened. But, you know, they start out 1-4. and four And, you know, you can enjoy what Pitt's doing and still be critical of the program. Because, obviously, there is some uh, flaws there. I mean, just because they've won several games in a row and they're in top of their division doesn't mean they don't have flaws and things that need to be addressed. It doesn't erase what happened with Penn State or Central Florida. Or the North Carolina game is still haunting Pitt, but a lot of that can be for, can be forgot about. But Pitt can went out and finished the year eight and four. I mean, it's obvious it wasn't pretty if the way they did it, but they did it, and that's what you got handed to them if they, if they do. But we'll talk about Virginia Tech, and obviously, you know, they were the favorites to win the ACC this year. At least I liked them. I thought they were. I thought it was theirs to lose, especially the Florida State game. But it was fool's gold. And after watching them, you know, on several occasions, especially the Notre Dame game, you know, their their quarterback situation isn't anything really different than ours. I mean, they're no right no different than us. So. I'm looking for it to be an evenly matched game like before. But we'll see, guys. That being said, let's go to the rest of the college football weekend. Uh, Penn State got the crap kicked out of them by Michigan. And from James Franklin, I'm kind of worried about the drop-off from Trace McSorley. Because, you know, Trace has been struggling in the middle of this year. And he's struggling in that game. And what's made it bad was it's not so much him. It's been the receivers. With the RPO that they run, Trace has the option to tuck in the run. And it seems like he's been doing that a lot more than actually getting, the, you know, getting a throw. And you make, you make, it makes you wonder if it's you know, partly Trace or just the receivers themselves. On top of that, your running game it sometimes disappears. I mean, Miles Sanders is statistically having a really good season, but it's another game where he's disappeared, and of course he had a costly fumble early in the game. That pretty much set the tone for the rest of the game. I mean, Michigan just, uh, they were a lot more physical, and that's just how it was. And You know, sometimes has to give for that offense, and when Trace is gone, I'm not sure how that offense is going to be after that. Because the Pitts, uh, Penn State's leading rusher in that game was their backup quarterback. It makes really only had like 83 yards passing. I mean, he looked really bad. I mean, he threw a really bad pick. And the week before against uh, Iowa, he threw a really bad pick too. It was a horrible throw. So I'm not sure how long they got, you know. You know, I mean, part of me thinks the guy's hurt. He's not healthy right now, and and if anything, he needs to get out get out of the season one piece for you know for 
for his future. But we'll see what happens there as uh, their schedule moves on. But like I said, if I'm Franklin, I'm kind of you know curious about how much of a drop up you're going to have on offense when your best player is gone because he's pretty much their offense for the most part. And you know, Harbaugh obviously dragged you know you know dragged them through them dragged them pretty bad. And really, you know, the, the, the team that beat Appalachian State by a hair is pretty much the Penn State team we've seen all year. And it's just they ran into a, a bunch of teams that just really weren't that good, and they just piled the points on. And as the schedule got tougher, they can't close out their games, can't close out Ohio State, and let alone can't close out Michigan State. Ohio State and Michigan, I can understand closing out, not being able to close out or beat. Michigan State's another thing. Well, all in all, it's disappointing for them. West Virginia obviously climbed in the top 10, and they're on the outside looking in with a college football playoff. And they're looking good. I mean, they beat Texas, and Tom Herman obviously was upset because he got his, you know, he'll get his barbecue and wash it down with some Red Bull. And he, he he cried that you know there was taunting before he crossed the goal line, which was the, you know one of the most dumbest things you ever hear. I mean, it's just you know Herman being a sore loser. Well, you know, don't give up a touchdown with a minute, you know, in the last minute. But anyways, pick could probably help West Virginia if they beat Clemson in the title game. Granted, they ever make it. I'm sure they. I'm sure the ACC's probably keeping a, big, a bit a watchful eye on that one because you know that goes. Alabama and LSU and and, and the quote unquote SEC well, game of the century because it was two SEC teams. Because we all know two SEC teams that are in the top you know ten means the game of the century. LSU has gone by with, with their running game. And their defense, pretty much. They've, they've they had to minimize their passing game because the guy they have is young, and they have to minimize what, as many mistakes as they can. But uh, you know, LSU had some stops. But if you watched them on offense, you knew that this game was done because they had no answer for Bam on offense. They just looked really bad. And of course, they got rid of Matt Canada because he was a blame for all last year, but. I think the difference between this year and last year was this year. This year they have a really good defense, a lot of, a lot of great athletes, and they can get away with a lot of stuff. They, you know, they can get away with just playing conservative football. Last year they really couldn't. This year they can. So it covers up a lot of things. And of course, Oklahoma and Texas Tech had their little uh, showdown. Dana shootout as well, or Oklahoma won 51 46. Some noble ACC games. Louisville got the the shit beat out of them by, Clem, by Clemson 77 16. Uh, the Petrino era obviously not really going too swimmingly, and and obviously it's they're just looking really bad this year. Syracuse and BC in the top 15, I guess top 20. Syracuse a 13 after their win against uh, Wake. BC knocked off Virginia Tech, and yeah, it's it's 2001 all over again, where these two t- where BC and Qs are ranked. 
Well, I'm not sure if BC was ever ranked. In, you know, you could say early '90s maybe, because that's when BC had you know ranked teams. That was you know when the you know the Coughlin era. But you know, good for those guys. You know, they they deserve some ray of light. Uh, Miami, you know, they lost to Duke. Duke with their first win at Miami since 1976. You know, so Duke obviously is going to go bowling. And as far as Pitt goes. As far as Pitt goes, suppose they won the won their first, you know, one of the first choices is the Camping Bowl. So Pitt maybe going camping this year. Well, it depends on the choices and where Pitt finishes. If they get their sixth win, if anything, we're, we're going to probably go to the. I'm sure Pitt will end up in the Hey Would You Blow Me dot com bowl because that's just how that goes. But I'm sure. You, you guys will drive out numbers for that, and, you know. Yeah, we'll just we'll, we'll just leave it at that because based on on the name I give, you know, we'll just we'll just leave it there. We won't go anywhere else. But other than that, I mean, as far as the rest of the college football weekend goes, there wasn't you know many other games right home about. I mean, there was Northwestern, Notre Dame, of course, Notre Dame won, and Notre Dame pretty much has to just Notre Dame just has to show up and sneeze, not not sneeze all over themselves and. They're pretty much going to be in the playoff. And if anything, if these other teams start, you know, winning out, maybe the argument for uh, eight teams will will increase. Because I know Michigan has that one loss, and if they get left out, it's going to be bad. Because, you know, once the Big Ten starts bitching, they'll get what they want. Because they bitched, you know, about the playoff because... They were pissed off over the fact that two SEC teams played in the national title game back in like 2010, 2011. LSU and Alabama faced off again. Whereas they had the, they had their opportunity to have Michigan and Ohio State in the national title game again, and that obviously fell apart. You know, nobody wanted that again. But somehow in the SEC it happened, and the push for the playoff happened. But still, last year we had two SEC teams in the in the national title game again, so. I don't think we'll have that this year, but, you know, if a certain team gets left out, especially like my Michigan, yeah, there's going to be some problems. Pack, you know, Pack 10 out, they're, you know, I like Mike Leach, but I'm, they're not going to get really much consideration at all. Yeah, it sucks for him, but uh, he, he's probably due to lose one more game because that's how Mike Leach teams tend to, tend to flow. But as uh, far as the rest of the weekend goes, that's, that was, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. We'll talk about Pitt Virginia, later, Virginia Tech later this week. And I guess try to break it down. Now we go to the NFL part of it. James Conner kicked ass, had another hell of a, hell of a game. And Le'Veon Bell is going to report. Well, he plays another story. We don't know about that. But, you know, Connor's, you know, it's fun to watch Connor's highlights on YouTube. I mean, he's just having a hell of a season. And the Steers keep winning. And you can't go wrong with that. 
on the other side of it, Nathan Peterman, I think the Bills need to really just, they need to really just uh, put into that. Nathan Peterman, Nathan Peterman's broken, and I don't think there's really anything that can fix him, especially where he's at with the Bills. And the Bills on paper didn't have a bad team. They just need a quarterback. And Tyrod Taylor wasn't a good quarterback, but he was serviceable. And and really that's what you need is a serviceable QB. Bills had it. But look what happened. Look at the end result. Pretty, pretty bad. You know, without one now. And I feel, you know, there's a lot of people that feel bad for me. And for Nate, Nate, for one thing, it sucks. But, you know, if you're not good, you're just not, you're not really good. And he's in, you know, he's in the second year of his rookie contract. And it's a four-year deal. So he may get at least one more year out of this. We'll see. You know, time will time. But I feel bad for LaShawn McCoy because, you know, he's trying to, I'm sure his numbers are suffering. But at the same time, you know, his body gets a little rest because the Bills suck and he won't have to overexert himself so much. Because, you know, the, the team is bad. The bat, it's a horrible team. So, you know, Shea gets a little break. Can't go wrong with that. It would just be nice to have a, a pick quarterback that's not, you know, subject to the whole social justice warrior Colin Kaepernick collusion case. And, you know, yeah, sure, Nathan can, Nathan's play could be the evidence of that, but Nate was, Nathan was, Peterman was drafted. It wasn't like he was a free agent looking to get signed somewhere. People said, well, we're just going to sign him instead of Kaepernick. It wasn't that at all. But at the same time, the Bills could you know, just sign him. But, yeah, you know, I guess the courts will decide that. You know, when that's all said and done. But um, as far as, you know, as far as the rest of the, rest of the weekend was concerned, I mean, Rams and Saints was a hell of a game. And... That may just you know too bad those two teams can't play in the Super Bowl, but of course New England's still looming, and you know Josh Gordon is obviously experiencing a little rebirth himself, and New England obviously is obviously always going to be in a mix because of who they have. But anyways, guys, I'll let you have the rest of your um, rest of your uh, week, and I'll be back probably maybe Thursday to talk Pitt Virginia Tech. And, you know, Pit Hoops kicks off this week as well. The Jeff Capel era is going to start up again. Well, I know it's the first time, obviously. But they played exhibition not too long, you know, the other day. But that and you got the Lance White era kicking off as well. So some exciting stuff happening. Pit Women's Volleyball, I guess, fell in the top ten after a loss, which, you know, it is what it is. Pit just needs to get to the postseason. And whatever, and whatever happens, take care of it. Oh, well, guys, hold up, pit. Bye. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. 
Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.